Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kyle Shanahan today on a conference call with regard to uh, Steve Wilkes and him being let go. A little bit more on that. And I thought this was kind of maybe the money quote uh, and conversation. Because those of you who feel like Steve Wilkes is being made to be the scapegoat, I don't know if you feel this way, Dibs. This is how I feel. This, this, <laughs> if this didn't work, it's on Kyle. It's not on Steve. Steve came in by all accounts, tried to do what Kyle Shanahan's era and system does, and it wasn't able to click. Nick Bosa spoke openly and said Steve is really good on the back end. He's talking about the back end of the defense. He is a DB guy by trade. That's who Steve Wilkes is. He tried to learn what the Niners were doing on the job, and they thought they could get there in time, and they didn't. And it doesn't mean the defense was a disaster or horrible, but it wasn't right, and we can all agree with that. You saw it. You used your eyes. With the talent they have, it should have been a better defense. My question comes to this, though. Why did you, like, there was no reason to go. I know maybe you like Steve Wilkes, fine. You know, like, there's plenty of people out there that you, that you like. Why did you go outside of the system and grab someone who had to learn on the fly as opposed to somebody who could fit right in? Why did you do that? You probably thought that his positives were so great that whatever his drawbacks were, his negatives, not running the system, he could adjust to it. Guy's been a coach, as I mentioned earlier, at 15 different locales in college and in the pros. He's been a defensive coach. He's been a head coach. He's got the experience. He's got the gravitas. And you bring him in for an interview, and you talk to him, and I'm sure they asked him if he could run the system, and he said, yeah, I can adjust to it. I'll run the system. How much are you paying me? Right. Yeah, I'll run your system. Exactly. No problem. So I don't know how different it is, what he wants to run and what they ran, and how much he was unable to adjust. I do know that you had multiple times where defensive players looked like they were playing slowly yep. this year, yep. and they were a little bit tentative. And if that's Steve's scheme, or if they were not put in the position that they used to being in to be able to go out there and play as hard and as well as they could, well, that's on Kyle. And I agree with you yeah. there. Uh, and, and here's what he said about it, by the way. The idea of forcing Wilkes to work in a system that was not his norm. That was the hardest part, and I knew that was a challenge. You know, it was tough. 
it was real tough losing um, D'Amico. It was tough losing Solid the year before. And but um, you know, we had committed to not just the system, but the players that had been in the system from our D line or linebackers. They had played in it for such a long time, so it was it was my goal to not have to change all of them and bringing in Steve, who was unbelievable and was, how loyal he was, and him trying to do it. And but it just ended up not being um, the right fit. And so I, I, you know, it hurt for me to do this, but that's exactly why I had to. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> that's the question I would have loved to be asked today. Why did you let, go back to last off season? You have a system. If anybody in this world, sports world, is like more stubborn and married to the way they do it, it's Kyle Shanahan, right? So why'd you leave? Why'd you leave the system and hire somebody outside of your tree? There's plenty of people from 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 which to choose. So um that'd be my only advice. Not that anybody asked for it, but next time around, dude, stay in the tree. Don't 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 hire someone and be like, okay, crash course, let's go. No, go get somebody who does this because you've been very good for a very long time and you have amazing players, and uh, and you're already going to have to figure some things out at the linebacker position for next year because Drake Greenlaw is not going to play, and Oren Burks is a free agent, and Demetrius Flanagan Foles is also a free agent, so. We talked to Larry Cougar on Monday, and he was mentioning some of the young linebackers they already have. Well, they're going to have to step in now and play and play a significant role. I thought it was interesting what David Lombardi of The Athletic said on his Twitter about Shanahan getting overly ambitious with the hire, uh, figuring that the personnel and defensive structure was strong enough to allow what you're talking about and outside the family hire to come in. You figured what you already had was strong enough to where he could come in and just kind of figure it out as he went along as the head man, but and he didn't bring in his own assistants with him. Right. So he came in and inherited a system and had to marry his beliefs with what they already had, and Kyle Shanahan thought that would work. But why? Like, again, like, okay, I think our structure is strong enough to withstand this. Why test it? Because you've got a man in Steve Wilkes who's been a head coach. Sure. And he is a strong leader. And he's a guy who has been through it many, many times. And so you bring him in. And I'm sure he did well in the interview. I'm sure he didn't come into the interview and say, well, I don't know what you're running. I mean, but but someone who is so married to concept and system and the way that's Kyle Shanahan. What's the positive? Like what, what is Steve Wilkes so good at that you decided to create this barrier coverage? And so you looked at your defense, and you th- I think you looked at your defense last year and thought, what's our biggest weakness? It's not the front seven. It's the back end. So you bring in Steve Wilkes, who is great as a defensive backs coach. It's what his background is. And you think, all right, Steve, you come in. You're the D.C. Let's fix the back end and pretty much leave the front seven alone because the front seven is doing great. So if he comes in and fixes the back end, and makes the right calls for the defense overall, it's going to be a good fit. But was the back end bad last year? It wasn't great. Hufanga, Jimmy Ward, Mooney Ward? Like, what? Like what, were they bad? Ambry Thomas. Ambry. I, you know, I, although I think, Ambry was worse this year than he's been. Right. I mean, a couple years ago, you know, he put him into the playoffs in that game against the Rams. 
I think that that was your weakness so, last year on defense. Lenore was getting better. I thought Lenore was fantastic at the second half of this year. This year? Yeah. And that's Steve Wilkes. But he was getting better. He was already getting better. Lenore wasn't bad before this. He's a young player. I think the secondary was an area where they definitely improved this year for <sighs> the most part. But it was the front seven who, in the run defense, is where you started to have real problems in the second half of the year and in the playoffs. Yeah. I just don't. I, I I never understand something where you're like, okay, we're going to have a conceptual issue, but let's do it anyway because fill in that blank. Like, I get what you're saying. Well, maybe fair, he was the best guy out fair there. Answer. I and I don't remember the pool of candidates. Anybody. You could hire anybody. There's a billion assistant coaches. All, and, and all you need is a mind that works with what you do. Think of the defensive coordinators in the Kyle Shanahan era. They've all crushed it. They're all getting head coaching gigs. So why would you depart from that formula? I, that, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. So, um, 888-957-9570. Let's go to Nick in Berkeley. Hi, Nick. What's up? Hey, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Two weeks ago, you guys were talking about, you know, the process, trust the process, when do you deviate from the process? And it's like, I, I, I hear what you're saying. You guys are exactly right. The whole point is, is that why did we let D'Amico Ryan go? Why didn't we pay him? Because, you know, maybe he was going to take, you know, Shanahan's job if somehow Shanahan lost the Super Bowl. No one's brought that up, for one thing. Another thing, why didn't you run Mason not one time during the game, bro? You didn't give the man a single carry. That's so disrespectful to the player. I, I, I don't even get that. 
You know, like, why didn't you call a timeout when the Kansas City was in the hurry-up and they were going to their plays? You could have called timeout after you seen them line up. You had three timeouts. You didn't even burn in the first half. We could have shut them out in the first half. I don't even – I was like, Shanahan, what are you doing, dude? You could have went to the press conference also and said, yeah, I blew the game, man. All was, like, Bill Walsh, every <laughs> loss, Bill Walsh, he's like, it's on me. You know, every win is on the assistant coaches and the players. All, all, you know, all, 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 all glory to them. And he just never takes responsibility, man. It's sickening. It's Nick, like, dude, Nick, like, I, Nick, 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 you're, you're fired up because Jordan Mason didn't touch the ball? No, I'm fired up because Andy Reid used his other tight ends to get receptions when Kelsey was on the bench, and he could have used Mason to get in there to run a couple plays because Mason runs really hard, and not to give the guy one carry in the Super Bowl is just is just criminal. You know I, what I mean, I, we have, Nick, thanks. We haven't seen Jordan Mason in weeks. When's the last time Jordan Mason got a carry? Well, he got six carries against the Rams in right. the second string okay. game. So when no one was playing. Before what, the end, he had two against Washington, okay. uh, five against Arizona, four against Seattle, two against Philly. He had none in the playoffs. Yeah, he had 40 all year. Correct. I, I, this is not someone, Including six against uh, I don't know. The Rams. This is an odd thing to point to. Like, we got to the Super Bowl, and we didn't use someone that we never used. Right. And uh, the only reason he got those carries midway through the season was because Elijah Mitchell was hurt. And Correct. Elijah Mitchell was hurt. Correct. And Eli did did perform in the Super Bowl and performed well, by the way. And the D'Amico Ryan's comment was no good either, by the way. He was Why getting a head coaching job. Deme- You don't stay as a coordinator when you're offered a head coaching gig. Yeah. You know, you couldn't pay D'Amico enough to, to to not go to Houston. By the way, you don't do that to people. You want to tell you bring up the word disrespect, Nick. That would be disrespectful if you're like, I mean, doing anything other than promoting. Like if I'm Kyle, don't be disrespectful. You call right? the Texans and you tell them D'Amico would be an amazing head coach. You make sure that you are helping your people get promoted within the industry. Now, Anthony Lynn making a lateral move to go to Washington and the Commanders and now be their run game coordinator, that is an interesting one. And I know he goes with Adam Peters, with whom he has a close relationship, and Peters now in Washington, but that's one where you kind of go, huh, because it's not like he got a job as an OC. No, but it's probably nothing more than what you just said. Like right. if if he's an Adam Peters guy, then he's going with Adam Peters. Exactly, it's a lateral move yeah. and a chance for him to maybe have more say. Maybe when you're, you know, you're you're coaching underneath Kyle Shanahan, and you know, you've I'm sure got some input on things. But Kyle's going to run it the way he wants to run it. Maybe, although if I'm a running game coordinator, I, I, I I'd like to stay with Christian McCaffrey. I think that puts you in a better position to win than going to the Washington offense. Right, it even but if you want to maybe have a, a chance to get that next job and yeah, get elevated, I get you. If you're, you know, because you're not going to be the offensive coordinator here, that's no, for sure. No, <laughs> no, there isn't one. No, there so. isn't. There's never going to be one. Yeah, you're listening to ninety-five-seven. The game, KGMC FM and HD One, San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube. Powered by First NorCal Credit Union, the smart choice for low auto loan rates and super simple online application process. Um, let's go next to uh, Vince in the city. Hi, Vince. What's up? Hey, what's up? Um, I just wanted to say I kind of agree with Dibs on that on that take with bring, or, um, with uh, hiring Steve Wilkes. Um, if you look at the last few seasons, it was pretty clear that our secondary play was abysmal. They were getting cooked in a lot of games, especially the high-pressure games, you know, just broken coverages and and penalties and stuff. So I believe in hearing what you guys are saying about the staff, you would keep 
the personnel and the coaching staff the same and you would add Steve Wilkes in where there's a vacancy in hopes. Everything from before stays the same because our run defense was top tier forever. But then you have Wilkes come in and help, you know, solidify the secondary on the back end, which I think it, it kind of happened, but it kind of didn't because our DVs played better this season. But then second half of the season, our line was giving up a lot of runs up the middle and it was just, you know, little gashes here and there that would really flip field position position and give other teams, you know, extra chances to score, which is what happened in Kansas City um, or against Kansas City. Yeah, Vince, I don't disagree at all. I, I, I just, to me, that's not worth it. You know what I mean? The hopes of of securing or, or shoring up a defensive backfield that I didn't think was playing all that badly last year anyway. And in fact, conceptually, I'd argue the 49ers are always a group that wants to focus on the defensive line play. And they would hope that their secondary plays better because of their defensive line. That's why they went out and drafted Nick Bosa number two overall. Their secondary famously had two interceptions in an entire year. Then they brought in Nick Bosa and the exact same secondary had 17 the next year. Because you have a great pass rush, suddenly your secondary gets better. The whole thing's got to be married. I'm just someone who also, by the way, and maybe I'm gullible, but I believe a lot of these guys when they talk, and I look at their body language and just their regular language. And if you listen to Nick Bosa all year, I know when he's in front of a microphone, his personality is kind of just like, (laughs) I'm, I'm just about to fall asleep. I get that. But I saw a body language that, to me, felt very frustrated and confused at times as to why things were not working at the level they should work. Like, this is strange to me that this has been discussed this way. I know he held out. Yeah. The defensive player of the year came back this year with the biggest deal in NFL history and didn't even get a vote the following year. That has to be bigger to me than just something wrong with Nick. Like It's part of it, yeah. yeah but there Nick is himself a, said that uh, the holdout definitely in the contract was a distraction. Uh, yeah, and that's the, why he had a slow start to the year. A slow start? How, how about the rest of it? He was pretty good in the playoffs. I know he was pretty good. But even you would agree, it doesn't look and feel quite right. And I think that he felt the same way. And I think his comments since then have proven that. Yeah, I think if you look at, you know, how the team played and I'll I'll, you know, punch up the sack numbers and the pressure numbers with Steve, without Steve. I was looking at their pass defense. This year they were fifth in net yards allowed in the pass game. Last year they were eleventh without Steve Wilkes, so that would indicate to me that you know the pass defense on the back end with a similar pass rush was a little bit better this year in terms of net yards allowed. This year they were, yeah, they were yeah, three like eighth in sacks. They had forty eight sacks. Yeah, and remember Cheryl Bosa comes on with us and goes, "No, it's not just about stats." And, right, and, and that's that's true. It is somewhat about stats. No, come on. Yeah, Cheryl, I'm sorry. Four more sacks this year than last year. Yeah, but come on, man, you watch the games for sure. You watch the pressure games. percentage uh, last year was at twenty two point nine. This year, their pressure percentage was twenty one, so a little bit lower. 
it just it did look mm, a little bit not right. It though. didn't look to be as as game wrecking. Yes. And if you think about the upgrade, Javon Hargrave injected in, into the middle of that defense and. He didn't have the kind of year that we remember him having in Philadelphia. Right. That's for sure. No doubt. And Armstead didn't get hurt until later in the year. Cleland Furl was there for a lot of the year. You brought in Chase Young. He flashed a little bit. Randy Gregory had some flash plays. But by and large, you think about all those names, Armstead and Bosa and all the rest of them, they should have been ferocious. Hargrave was pointed out by almost every NFL expert. They're like, that is the free agent signing of the offseason. Yeah. And he was, eh, he was fine. <laughs> There's your word. He was fine. There's your word. Yeah. And I believe that he's going to be a lot better next year. I think that, like, I'll predict that right now. I don't even know who the D.C. is going to be. But I tell you that that next year you're going to be like, oh, this is what we expected to be getting from Hargrave, because I think Kyle Shanahan's going to go back to the tree, and I, I, to me that's that's the phrase. That's what he's got to go back to the tree. Diego Walnut Creek, what's up, Diego? How's the East Bay? Hey guys, just driving in the driving in the rain. Yeah, man. Tell yeah. it to stop soon because we're we're going to get off work here in an hour and fifty two minutes. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Uh, but all right. So I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about you know it's been a few days since the game and I feel like we as fans and even Shanahan we're all trying to think back of what cost us the game, what was the reason. Um, you know, Brock played good, the defense played good in my opinion. But it comes down to details. Um, I clearly remember a couple of plays specifically uh, where Tony Romo right before the play. Um, one of them was uh, the Chiefs who had a third down, and right before the play, Tony Romo's like, oh, they're coming, out, uh, they're coming in, there's a blitz coming in. And when he said that, I knew that. If he knows it, Patrick knows it. And, you know, just like that, uh, they had a play call when McKinnon slipped right up to the right, and, you know, there's a dump off, and they had a first down. And in the Niners side, um, on that last play uh, where Chris Jones comes in flying, Romo said it right before the play. Uh, watch out, Brock. There's a blitz coming. And we just were not prepared. So I think that, you know, it was the details that Shanahan is looking for. And I don't know, maybe Stiff Wolves was too predictable. Uh, we weren't prepared. So I think he got the, you know, he got the short end of the stick and he got fired. But um, there is the details that we need to improve on. Uh, Diego, thanks. Yeah, I, I I don't think anybody can disagree with that, and it's up to everybody and and unfortunately on each individual play to kind of assess where the attention to detail went wrong. Um, there are a few times where either Kyle Shanahan or Steve Wilkes probably had something out there that didn't work. That's part of football. There were plays that Brock Purdy didn't see, mm. and then there were missed assignments on the part of offensive line, defensive backfield. There, there was all of it. There, 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 there was all of it. So all of that is is fair and true. But I just here's my takeaway so far, post Super Bowl. In three days, we've learned that there was a lot more going on behind the scenes than we realized. And that is what is relevant now because that's what's going to rear its head going forward. 
in 72 hours, the defensive coordinator has been fired. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk, his girl and his brother are all on social media. NFL Films has audio of Kyle Juszczyk saying, I didn't know what was going on in overtime. Nick Bosa has said we were not prepared and followed it by saying Steve Wilkes is really good with the back end of the defense. And John Feliciano has um, thrown Spencer Burford under the bus and gotten into a total war of words with Jalen Carter of the Eagles, which was over two months ago, and what they said to one another. And we learned that the Chiefs were rejoicing when Kyle Shanahan elected to take the ball in overtime. Correct. So... Openly saying, they want the ball. They want the ball. What really stinks is in three days, to me, the Super Bowl loss is getting more painful, not less. The Cranberries had a song, Mark, uh, their big number one hit. Did you have to? Let it. Did you have to? Did you have to let it linger? Yeah. And that's what this feels like. It is. Every day I wake up and it gets worse. Somebody's got a video where they're like, look, we found another spot uh, where the Niners screwed it up. And I showed you the third and four at the two-minute warning where <laughs> Ayuk is open. He's open. Brock missed him. Pacheco's running down the middle of the street looking like GP2 with a water gun in a parade. Oh, no. I mean, and it, it, like the whole thing just gets more painful because a lot of what's going on with the 49ers, not all of it, it felt a little bit like a house of cards. The dam broke. 72 hours. That's all it's been. 72 hours. We've gotten all that. That's one of the worst post-Super Bowl hangovers in an immediate form, I think, that I've ever seen. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 